You're listening to Do This First, a daily personal development podcast that focuses on science-backed, actionable steps towards your best year ever. Yesterday, we spoke about the importance of hope in our lives. It's especially true when we consider all the health benefits and the role it plays in goal achievement. Today, we're going to talk about three small changes that can impact your life favorably forever. I'm not quite sure why it seems that most of us are hyper-focused on the big changes in life, like launching a business, buying real estate, and so on and so forth. But it's actually the small changes that can make a huge impact on our lives in the long term. When we think about making significant changes in our lives, it's natural to gravitate towards the big milestones that, you know, society often celebrates. However, upon closer examination, it becomes evident that it's the small changes we make on a daily basis that truly shape our lives in the long run. Consider this. While starting a business or buying property may provide temporary excitement and a sense of accomplishment, their impact can be fleeting if we neglect the smaller aspects of our lives. It is through consistent incremental changes that we build the foundation for lasting personal growth and happiness. Small changes have the power to transform our habits, mindset, and overall well-being. One small change that can exponentially impact the quality of your life is decluttering your digital life. Yes, a few of you will be smiling or slightly laughing right now. You know who you are. (laughs) Scoff if you must. But make no mistake, digital clutter is a real problem and can impact the quality of your life, overwhelming your mind and causing unnecessary stress. In today's fast-paced digital world, We're constantly bombarded with information, notifications, and distractions from various devices and platforms. This constant influx of data leads to a cluttered digital environment that can be detrimental to our mental well-being. Firstly, digital clutter can hinder our ability to focus and concentrate on important tasks. When our devices are filled with countless apps, files, emails, and social media notifications vying for our attention, it becomes challenging to prioritize and stay focused on what truly matters. The constant need to sift through this clutter can lead to decreased productivity and increased procrastination. Studies have shown that excessive exposure to digital stimuli can contribute to feelings of anxiety, overwhelm, and even depression. The constant stream of information bombarding us from all directions leaves little room for mental rest or relaxation. It becomes difficult to find moments of peace and solitude amidst the chaos. Our minds are constantly engaged, processing an overwhelming amount of data, news, notifications, and social media updates. The constant stream of information demands our attention, leaving little room for mental rest or relaxation. As a result, our ability to focus on a single task diminishes 
We find ourselves easily distracted, jumping from one thought to another without fully immersing ourselves in any particular activity. The pressure to stay connected and up-to-date can lead to heightened stress levels and a sense of being constantly on. Moreover, the constant bombardment of information can hinder our creativity and imagination. When our minds are constantly occupied with external stimuli, there's little space for introspection or deep thinking. We rarely have the opportunity to let our thoughts just wander freely or engage in daydreaming. Activities that often spark innovative ideas, by the way, or provide much-needed mental rejuvenation. So daydreaming is not such a bad thing. Furthermore, the lack of mental rest affects our overall well-being without sufficient downtime. This is something that I think we're all guilty of. (laughs) But fortunately, there are three very solid ways to declutter digital in our lives. Those three ways are organizing, prioritizing, and minimizing. So we'll start with organizing. The first step to decluttering really is to organize the various files, documents, and apps that we use on a daily basis. This can be done by creating folders and subfolders on our devices or cloud storage platforms. By categorizing files based on their relevance or purpose, We can easily locate them when needed and avoid the frustration of searching through a cluttered digital mess. Additionally, organizing our email inbox by creating filters or labels can help streamline communications and ensure important messages don't get lost in the chaos. Mine is (laughs) color-coordinated, so... Guys might want to try something like that. Prioritizing with the abundance of information available online, it's crucial to prioritize what truly matters to us. This involves identifying our goals, interests, our responsibilities, so that we can focus on consuming content that aligns with these priorities. Unsubscribing from unnecessary newsletters or notifications can help reduce digital noise and prevent distractions. I mean, seriously, how many newsletters do you have coming into your inbox that you have not opened in like years even? (laughs) Seriously, like it was a good idea, you know, when you first signed up, but you just never get around to reading it or maybe its relevance is just not relevant to you anymore. So unsubscribe by consciously choosing what we allow into our digital space. We can create a more streamlined and organized online experience and maybe a more favorable one at that. Another effective way to minimize digital clutter is by organizing and categorizing all of our files and documents. Folders, subfolders, they're all great. You know, that will help kind of search through the chaotic mess of documents uh, and not for hours on end. So regularly decluttering our digital devices is also essential. 
So deleting unused apps, clearing out old emails, and removing unnecessary files not only frees up storage space, but also contributes to a more efficient and organized digital environment. It's important to remember that just like physical clutter, digital clutter can also lead to feelings of overwhelm and decreased productivity. Implementing good habits, such as regularly backing up important data and setting aside dedicated time for decluttering, can help maintain a clutter-free digital space. Also, utilizing tools like Declutter, which is spelled D-E-C-L-U-T-T-R, and Evernote, can really help with decluttering your digital space. Browser extensions can block distracting websites or limit screen time, helping to minimize digital clutter as well. Which brings me to another highly effective way of decluttering, minimizing. It involves minimizing the number of files, apps, and unnecessary digital clutter that accumulates over time. By reducing the amount of digital content that we have, we can create a more organized and streamlined digital space. We're all guilty of this, you know, at varying levels. One way to really minimize your digital space is by decluttering your files. You have to really be intentional about this. You have to go through like one by one, go through your documents, photos, other files, delete anything that is duplicated or outdated, organize the remaining files into folders with, you know, labels and hopefully a logical structure. It'll make it easier to find when you actually need it. Another aspect of minimizing your digital space is evaluating the apps and softwares that you have installed on your devices. Take some time to review all the applications you've downloaded and consider whether they are truly necessary or if they serve a purpose in your life. Uninstall any apps that are no longer useful or that you rarely use. There are several productivity apps that can help you with this. Um, even if you have a Mac, they have something that's built in as well that can you know, help you go through everything. Additionally, minimizing can involve reducing the number of browser tabs open at once. Oh my gosh. I don't know how some people have like 20 tabs open. I just don't understand that. But if you're one of those people, minimizing the browser tabs that you have open at once can really help you declutter your digital space. I mean, it can help you increase your focus and organization, not to mention increased storage. So that's one thing that you can do as well. Another small change, though, that yields a great return is adjusting our nighttime routine. Our nighttime routine can have a significant impact on our overall well-being and productivity, especially during the day. Another small change that yields a fantastic return is adjusting our nighttime routine. Our nighttime routine can have a significant impact on our overall well-being and productivity during the day. It sets the tone for how you rest, recharge, and prepare yourself mentally and physically for the challenge ahead. One aspect that is greatly influenced by our nighttime routine is the quality of our sleep. Establishing a consistent bedtime routine helps signal to our bodies that it's time to wind down and relax. 
This can include activities such as reading a book, taking a warm bath, or practicing relaxation techniques like deep breathing. By engaging in these calming activities before bed, you can create an environment conducive to better sleep. I always have sleepy time extra tea. I love it by celestial seasoning. You can do something like that as well. Furthermore, your nighttime routine can affect your mental state and emotional well-being. Really taking time to reflect on the day and journaling about any worries or concerns or practicing gratitude can help clear your mind and promote a sense of calmness before sleep. Yeah, I like thinking about all the positives, you know, things I'm looking forward to and things that happened in the day that really brought a smile to my face. That might, you know, work for you as well. This really helps us to let go of any negative thoughts or stressors from the day promoting a more peaceful mindset right before we go to sleep. Another small change that can make a significant difference in the quality of your life is not worrying about what people think about you. Instead of seeking validation from others, focus on your own self-worth and personal growth. Remember that people's opinions are subjective and influenced by their own biases, experiences, and insecurities. Placing too much importance on what others think can really hinder your authenticity and prevent you from embracing who you truly are. Prioritize self-reflection and self-acceptance. Understand that you have the power to define yourself based on your values, beliefs, and aspirations. Embrace your uniqueness and celebrate your individuality without seeking external approval. By freeing yourself from the burden of worrying about others' opinions, you can really cultivate a sense of inner peace and confidence. Redirect your energy towards nurturing meaningful relationships with those who genuinely support and uplift you. Criticism can be good, though, when it is constructive. It can help you hone in on what you can improve. And, you know, some of the criticism can provide valuable insights and perspectives that guide personal growth and improvement. So don't shy away from that. It also allows you to identify weaknesses, blind spots, or areas where maybe you've fallen short. Embracing constructive criticism really requires a certain level of humility and open-mindedness as it encourages us to acknowledge our imperfections and work towards becoming better versions of ourselves. But, and this is a huge one, it's equally important to consider the source of the criticism. Unfortunately, not all the feedback comes from a place of genuine concern or expertise. So evaluating the credibility and intentions of the person offering criticism helps us discern whether their input is worth considering or dismissing. Consider the expertise and knowledge of the individual providing the feedback. Are they experienced in the field? Are they close friends? Do they possess relevant qualifications? Um, is their opinion an expert opinion? If it is, that often carries some weight as they are grounded in substantial understanding and experience. Also evaluate the motives behind the criticism. Is it coming from someone who genuinely wants to help you? Someone who wants you to grow 
Or is this something else? Use your judgment. Tomorrow, we're going to talk about rejection and how to leverage it as an asset and a stepping stone. And as always, leave a review, subscribe, and you can also get a transcript of this podcast on my website, which is do this first dot life. Till tomorrow. champion in you